Merson has scored it. Arsenal legend Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event, so if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just Eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. 8.54 this morning. It is time for the Power Rankings. So many critics, these pundits. Generally speaking, I'd be a fan of off the ball. Exactly. And like Tommy knows his football, obviously, listening to football at the odd time. And I was looking at the power rankings and I thought that Jesus Owen would still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms. But they just dismissed you like, you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Tommy Rooney, come on down, baby. How morning, Jerry. Morning, Johnny. We look like good. We, How are you doing? We look like we've just discovered you there making last minute changes. Who, me? Yeah. No, no, no. Not at all. No last minute changes. Changes were made last night before midnight. When was the last time Mead were not in the championship in in April 23rd? Probably the 18th. Well, yeah, come on, Johnny. It, it, it's, a, it's a new sort of system. Look, at Mead fans have gotten used to being knocked out. Uh, yeah, look, I don't know how long he's going to talk about Mead. Will we get through the rankings here? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number 33. Um, no changes from 33 to 25. Okay, so um, I'll just run through it. 33 London, 32 Water for 31 Carlo, 30 Wexford, 28 Tip, 29 Long for 27 Leach, from 26 New York, 25 Leash. Leash could be deducted some points for not showing up. There's a there's a typo there. Tip are behind Longford. So, Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that issue came from. It might be me last night doing it late. And uh, there's a dog with a bone and off the ball, Arthur D, who reckons New York should be lower. But they're the only team on that list that have won a championship game so far this year, so they're staying in twenty sixth. All right, twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Wicklow. Wicklow. Yeah. Twenty three. Uh, we've got a couple of movements. Yeah. Do you, you go through the movements there quickly? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Antrim and Limerick have both slid back one. Limerick are twenty second. Antrim are twenty third. Sligo moved up two to twenty first. Sligo fans have probably complained that they aren't further. They bet New York. They're into a Connick final. I reckon that Sligo could eventually turn themselves into a Division 2 team in a couple of years. Look at the success they're having in under-20 level and minors and schools. On a point they're of information, 21st. should Sligo not be uh, grandfathered into 16 now that we know that they're in San Maguire? No. no. They'll, they'll, they'll eventually... They'll eventually the, the rankings will eventually correct themselves as the summer goes on. We'll see how they get on in the round-robin series They'll eventually move down. There's only so many changes we can make there. You but they, have to, be, they have to be in the top 16 officially because they're in the top 16 because of the way that the, the system is structured. Sligo aren't getting moved nine places in the power rankings. You're not going to make a mockery of these power rankings. That's not happening this year. I, 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 just, because, just because the provincial councils want to keep the provinces, it doesn't mean that the sanctity of the power rankings have oh, to be destroyed. Well, I think we should well reflect the, Sligo, the madness of the provincial councils. The absolute well, look at the, fuck madness. We... we we know that's going to happen. We know right, that. Okay, this okay, is okay, us. okay, okay. They'd be, it's a Trojan horse. That's what they all are in Rod Robin series. Is it's a Trojan horse. So uh, the provinces will be dead at some stage. Uh, Fermanagh twentieth down two places. Um, they were poor against Derry. Um, Offaly are up one to nineteenth. Mead are back <laughs> two to eighteenth. Their slide has continued. <coughs> and Calvin are down two Stop. to seventeenth. Stop! Stop! Fix this now. Fix what? Who just played in the championship? That's not, it's not all about that. It's oh! like if Offaly beat if Offaly beat Loud, if Offaly beat Loud at the weekend, they'll they'll go up two places. Like they'll have beaten a team like Offaly, better team who are already sixteenth in the power rankings. 
Like, Mead were 8 to 15 coming into this game. Tommy, it was absolutely ludicrous. Tommy, you, you played tennis. You played tennis in the summer, in the, in the winter. You, I understand that you're. A, a, in the winter, a, in Cratlow, yeah. A demon tennis player, right? Not at all. Well, uh, you know, a long, a long misspent youth, instead of playing snooker, you played tennis. Mm. Fair enough. Right? Yes, but is, yes. isn't there a ladder in every tennis club in the country where you play somebody, you challenge them, and if you beat them on the ladder, you take their position on the ladder? Isn't there? This isn't a ladder. This is the power rankings. It's not a ladder. If Mead and Offaly were to meet in the Tatchen Cup in three weeks' time, Offaly would probably beat them again, yeah, at the minute. Hey! If they met in six weeks' time, maybe Mead will have turned it around. But hey! this is not what it's about. There are teams... But, Jared, like, there are teams in the power rankings who are above others. It's not just about a win at the weekend. Offaly are ahead fans- of Mead in the official and unofficial and everybody's mind in the country because they just beat them and it wasn't even... It wasn't really close. Awfully, at the end, got a little bit like, oh, Jesus, we're about to beat me. It, it, it was an alarming result, 100%, for Mead football. But it was coming. Absolutely, it was coming. 100%. Mead should be behind Offaly. That's these, these are now incorrect. Like, you can cry you can cry about that all you want. I've Mead in 18th place, and they deserve to be in 18th place. You, you, you don't, you don't they, appreciate the sanctity of the betting markets. Like, he, Mead were 8 15 favourites. If they're played awfully next weekend, they'd still be favourites. I'm not sure they would anymore. It wouldn't be 8 to 15. Uh, if you, if you, if Mead and Offaly play again and you're telling me Mead are favourites, I'm backing Offaly with you. In a neutral venue, that's fine. We'll, we'll do that. Point and heart again. Look, you, you can die on that horse if you want, but Mead being in 18 position is, I think, a proper reflection of where they're at and where they deserve to be. And it's a long, a long way back from there. And I think it could get worse this year. Um, are they arse with the Talton Cup? It's not even about being arse, Johnny. It's just uh, it's just a mess at the minute. Um, it's just a mess. Like if if Down lose at the weekend um, to Armagh and they're in the Talton Cup, Down are by far and away runaway favourites for the Talton Cup, like one hundred percent. Mead could easily end up in a group with Antrim. And Andy McIntyre in the Tatchen Cup. Mm, and mm. it's just the manner of the fact that Mead are just easy to beat at the minute. And I, I, I might get a bit of grief for this, but I genuinely feel sorry for a lot of the players there. And I think the management team maybe are feeling the heat a good bit. Maybe they're a little bit over their heads. Like, maybe they underestimated what was going to be like this year. The the look of the league probably corrected itself. Mead should have been relegated. Mm. Like going off the results and the performances, they should have been relegated to Division Three. They are a Talchin Cup quality side at the minute. When you looked at the Leinster Championship at the weekend, Loud and I would say Westmead looked like they were playing senior football. I don't think anyone else, like Kildare pulled away from Wicklow with a couple of minutes to go. I don't think anyone else looked like they were playing senior football apart from the Dubs. The Dubs are playing on another level altogether. Yeah, like the other teams are junior, intermediate, poor intermediate at best. In Leinster, it's a really sad indictment on where football is in the county. And the provincial councils and people in the counties themselves need to have a look themselves because it's just, look, it won't take a lot for, for me to, to get it right, but I'm not sure it's going to happen this summer. Like, you look at down, down where a laughing stock last year, the right man comes in uh, in their defeat in the Tatchen Cup to Cavan last year, down at one Kilku player starting. Niall Kane and goals, Bobo Kane. Wow. At the weekend against Donegal when they played with purpose and power and Donegal actually didn't even play that bad down at six cuckoo players starting and another two on the bench. It doesn't take... And I'm not saying that Mead have a cuckoo and that's probably one of the problems. Mead don't have a cuckoo. Mead club football is a joke. It really is. It's a mess. The senior championship isn't strong. The intermediate championship is probably the most competitive but I'm not sure how many of them would win a senior if they went up and 
there's so many clubs playing junior football. They they've started to do a couple of things right in Mead, but like I don't know how much you want to talk about Mead here, lads. Like you talked about the Monday, you talked about them Tuesday. Uh, we did it on the football pod on Monday evening. Like what is there to say? Mead are bad. Mead have been bad for a long time, but this is just really bad. Yeah, this is the the low point, and it's like a story county who has absolutely. Sorry, I, let me let me rephrase that. Mead were bad for a long time, but I will stand by the fact that Andy McEntee got them to a good place in 2019-2020. They played more teams in Division One from August 2019 to the end of the league in 2020 than they had done in the entire in the entirety of the 2010s. More Division One teams. It was ten games against Division One opposition. Danny Mac won. And the live comment says, me that 18, is this worth doing anymore or should Rooney be replaced? <laughs> What's wrong with him? What does Danny Mac want? He wants him to be down to about 20th or 24th. Like, this is well, like, well, it's a long summer. There's still, can I just make one point on this, right? I, yeah, I look Jerry, forward yeah. to, I look forward to the draw being made and I hope they get drawn in a group against Wicklow and I would give Wicklow a 50-50 shot at beating Mead at the moment. Jared, there isn't many teams that I would back this Mead team to beat at the moment. And do you know why? Confidence is utterly shot. There is, 100% quality in that team but at the minute they're not set up to be hard to beat they just aren't Okay. and there's not a belief there and they went out against Offaly and they kicked two points they were 8-15 to 15 favourites against Offaly and they kicked two points Mead is not a nice if you're a Mead footballer at the minute it's not a nice thing there is a savage pressure outside and inside when you say they kicked two points or you mean from in the play? first half on oh, the first half right. at all at all it, it, they kicked two points in the first half in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's move on to the next page and we'll try and res- rescue the... Look, at the, the, the power rankings have a couple of anomalies. Westmead had an utter collapse at the weekend and they're in 16th. They've gone up they had, they had to move. I had to move them up. Why? There's no other way of... Because what am I supposed to do? There's no other way of doing it. I'm not putting Sligo up nine places or down up nine places. Their power rankings would eventually correct themselves. There's very few changes from 14 down. And there has been very few changes over the last couple of weeks because I've been right. Like, <laughs> it's just a mess beneath that. Where are so, Cork? Are, are Cork that much better than Mead at the moment? <sighs> well, Cork and yeah, Mead would be a nil-all draw. Cork, no, Cork are, Cork are better than Mead at the minute, but Cork are a mess themselves. They have to have a look, they have to have a look at themselves. They're too easy to be too. But anyways, Westmead are 16th. Um, they're going to have a decent time in the the All-Ireland and Robin series, but they'll be kicking themselves because they have not capitalised on winning last year. They haven't at um, all. Poorly, yeah. they were in a great position at the weekend in Avon. They should have been hammering loud out the gate. Louder, a counter-attacking side who it does not suit them to to come from behind and they did. It was an unbelievable win for Loud. So, um, and to be expected given how they played this year and Loud looked awesome. Downer up four places, the highest mover, I think the joint highest mover this year, the 15th. I am going to say I called it. I'm sure you both listened to the football pod. Mid-January, I told the lads that Down would beat Donegal before all that mess happened in Donegal. They laughed at me. They laughed at me. But a bit of a golden character going on here, yeah. Can I... Down have, I, uh, I, sorry, I, I think, I think oh, uh, Donegal have sunk like a stone, though, and I, I find it very difficult to see them winning any games, depending sunk on... Sunk like a stone. They have, but they actually performed quite well during the weekend. They actually, like, given the, the state, like, they're in a similar position to Mead at the minute in the sense that utter disarray... Um, and they actually performed quite well. I think they have a much better management team than me do at the moment. I would, I would well, say that. I think uh, Aidan Rourke is an excellent manager. But anyway. is that the, the general right, synopsis yeah. with me that like Colin Rourke is over his head? Uh, I, I think that he has not so far shown the ability to analyse where the game is and build a team capable of uh, playing in the modern game. That's the that's the evidence of the league campaign and now the championship campaign. 
and I, um, it's much more difficult I, being a manager than it is being a pundit Davy Burke has a 20 strong backroom team I'm not au fait with every single member of me's backroom team but when O'Rourke was appointed it, that's, that's actually small right that's small do you know what I mean like, like there's I've, across the board with everything that's there but he's got Mark McHugh around him and Jerry McGowan as a football coach and McGowan has a lot of experience in county football from Sligo Clare and now Roscommon McHugh is very highly regarded in terms of what he's doing um, and obviously he's got the, the background in, in Donegal O'Rourke when he was appointed spoke about who he was going to get I don't know for sure but I'm not convinced he got everyone he wanted to get mm. I think he got some of the people he wanted to get Bray and Callaghan are two of Mead's most highly regarded coaches in the county at the minute Garrigan and Ivers come across in the, the ladies set up they're important to have but when I look at the Mead set up from afar and I look at what Mayo have done what Galway have done what Kildare have done in a sense there's just more of a brains trust and there's you look at Pork Joyce, like Pork Joyce is somebody who's won everything, he's done everything, and he's able to lean on people like Keen O'Neill and John Divoli and the, like everything. The, the manner in which Galway, like Pork Joyce left us waiting for 50 minutes outside uh, the Galway dressing room in the hide the last day because he wanted to wait until he had had a shower, he talked to the lads, he'd cooled down, and then he was going to talk. Everything about them are a professional operation. By the way, Shane Walsh is still on the pitch 40 minutes, 45 minutes after the Sorry, game. Autographs. Right. So I'm not a graph, you know, and then he was into the dressing room and I don't know how they squeezed their 40 man strong panel into that dressing room in the hide because it's not a big dressing room, but by God, they did. So right. we'll talk about going in a minute, but that that is sort of what we're seeing now. And down, down's backroom team, Laverty, um, Marty Clark, they're doing so well and they just know what they're doing. And they're playing another 20 final Wednesday and then they're going into the Armagh game at the weekend. That is going to be a cracker. I, I don't know if Down will beat them this year. I think that I'm not sure they have enough up top, but it's going to be a cracker. Kildare 14th, they're not moving. Nobody else is moving from 14th to 9th. Kildare, Cork, Loud, Clare, Donegal and Monaghan. I think Loud and Clare are the 12th and 11th best team in the country and they have proven that so far. Uh, uh, yeah, Clare, Donegal would be an interesting game if they get drawn. Definitely, definitely. Depends on where yeah. it was. You'd give Clare 100%. a good shout in. Uh, where's the? Like, where Do we know where the clare Kerry game is going to be? Parky Rin is it? Uh, not, not, no, no, it's not going to be Parky Rin. Um, it's a TBC, and I made the case last night that this game should be played in Cusick Park in Ennis. They and wanted it would be that, good, didn't they, yeah? Well, Claire wanted, but mm. it would also be a good thing for Kerry looking on from the outside. Mm. It's no good for I Kerry and tell and from the examiner what, what, I couldn't tell what, what it, Kerry wanted yesterday. It's more than likely going to be the Gaelic Grounds. I tell you what, Jack O'Connor is going to want to win that game no matter what, so he's going to, he doesn't care where it's played. Um, I'm not sure Kerry... Kerry probably squad like 1,500 to the Gaelic grounds, are they? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? It just, look at, I'm not sure it's going to make a huge amount of difference either way. Like, Clare and Cusick Park would definitely be more, be more competitive. They'd be competitive anyway. But, you know, Kerry going into that cauldron might put them under a bit more pressure. It was a cakewalk for them at the weekend. They didn't even have to switch it on at all. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, Armagh 8th, Roscommon 7th. Um... Tyrone 6th, Derry 5th. I thought about making a couple of changes here, but I don't think it matters that much. Um, they are where they're at. Mayo have slipped back to 4th. I think they are still 4th, even though they're 3rd seed. I'm just looking at it from in terms of what they can bring to the table and where I think they're going to come from coming into this. Derry, if they beat Monaghan, if they win the Ulster final, will be a 1st seed and they'll be facing one of Mayo, Tyrone, um, 
I can't even remember the seats anymore. I'm confusing myself. I just think that's what they're at at the minute. Yeah, it's, be second. It's, it's interesting you have um, Galway ahead of Dublin, which I, I was just saying earlier, I, I don't get the, the betting as Dublin way, way shorter than Galway to in the Ireland, which I don't really see. Well, well the bookies don't always get it right, Johnny. Mm. And just from the evidence that I'm looking at, an argument can be made for these one, two, three anyway. I haven't seen anything to change my mind on this. I actually think Galway are the most improved side of any team I've seen. Last year they were, and this year they are again. I spoke what to Tommy at halftime, is like, this game is over. And you were like, no, nah, it's not over yet. And then Roscommon were a point ahead eight minutes later. But Galway, what I loved was, I know it was a fortuitous goal, but Galway just very, very nonchalantly just ex- exerted control again. Galway had the tools to wrestle back momentum. We've seen team cr- teams crumble. We saw Tyrone crumble, even though they played well against Monaghan, crumbled when the momentum switched. Clare managed to wrestle back momentum on Limerick. Westmead failed to do it against Loud. Galway have such intelligence across that team. And what they've added, they haven't just brought in kids, right? They've brought in a couple of rookies. Johnny McGrath is, is getting a good chance this year. Uh, Carl Sweeney is, is asserting himself as a young fella. But they brought back an all-star in Ian Burke. And you want to hear James O'Donoghue talking about Ian Burke on the football pod this week. That, he's a, he's just a freak of a footballer. He, James Horne wrote this week, he's nearly the only footballer in the country I that you don't that. want to see kick the ball. Yeah. He's so good. And he just knits that team together so well. And it gives Galway so many options. Like, they can start, is a shooter. I think and he's a finisher. They can start Finnerty, they can bring him in, they can yeah. put Walsh to 11. Isn't they got Peter Cook now, mm. John Maher. Sorry, Drew. And Mac Dade's come back. Isn't this, the, isn't this the debate that we had last year about them, that actually they didn't have strength and depth? They thought they did, mm. but they didn't. And what they've done over this winter, because the, the previous winter, a lot of players had left and were like, oh, they're clearing house, they're setting new standards, blah, blah, blah. And then ultimately, that proved to be a season too early and it wasn't the right thing to do. And since the start of last year, like they've uh, changed oh, their backroom team, they've added experience in, and strength and depth. And you know, Finnerty might not have been ready to be the main scoring forward if Comer was being marked out of it and Shane Walsh was being marked out of it. But he's certainly a brilliant sub to have to come on uh, for 25, 30 minutes if you need it. And yeah, I see the case. The one thing I would say is that I thought that Comer. Um, Comer still has another another gear to get to. If he dinks the f- the finish in the first half, as opposed it's to just poor finish, he even put it over the bar, like you know, well, yeah. like he got it over the bar. He did eventually, but it was a poor finish. Yeah, he needed a right. He needed to go on his right there. I don't know if a dink works over Conor Carroll, but I would say about Galway's depth. Like, yes, Dublin have depth, and we know that. Okay, yes, Kerry have probably the best footballer in the country and they have depth around them and probably maybe the third best footballer in the country as well maybe fourth in Sean O'Shea but what Galway have are the options to adapt and change as the year goes on they've got they've got decisions to make and they're not bad decisions they have a keeper who can go short a keeper who can go long maybe that's a, a position they need to figure out a little bit more they've got options in defence for man markers they can free up Sean Kelly if Sean Mulcairns gets back from injury and he gets a couple of games in. He's a he's a fullback who can start in championship football and do a job in anyone in the country. Coming back from injury, that'll free up Sean Kelly to do whatever they want him to do out the field or man mark somebody else or attack or be a different uh, format and attack. They've got options in the middle third with Maher, McDade, Conroy, Cook. They've got options up top. The difference between Burke and Finnerty, right? Finnerty is a finisher. He's not a receiver. Mm. If Finnerty starts, 
Comer and Walsh's games are different. If Burke starts, it completely changes how Comer and Walsh can play in that game. Yeah, I agree. I, I have slight concern about Conroy's um, general athleticism for later on the championship. But but just briefly, because the examiner piece is brilliant from James Horn, I thought, notwithstanding the fact he made Galway favourites, they appeared clueless on their own kickouts. I thought that was interesting. So I would say Galway have a lot to work on on both kickouts. Joyce was losing the head. I asked him about it after the game. He was losing the head 20 minutes into the game. It after looked he had like- a shower. Yeah, it looked like for anyone watching on to the pitch that Goway had everything going pretty well, but they were completely malfunctioning on the Roscommon kicker. Connor Carroll got every single kick out away. He didn't even get them away to the right or the left. He was getting them down to centre and finding Roscommon people. Goway went along with Bernie Powers' kickouts. It was obviously a decision they made. I think they backed themselves to beat Roscommon in the air, but Roscommon proved against Mayo that they're very, very good on the break and in the air. So Roscommon definitely dominated the kickouts, but Goway were just so much better um, when they had control of the game in attack and defence. Yeah, I they have things to work on. They have things mm. to work on. One hundred percent. But but Dublin, Galway, and Kerry have games now where they can work on the odd thing or make a couple of changes. And like Jer, I don't know how excited you were about the Dubs. Are you very excited about the Dubs? For I, me, they've done this every bloody year for the last twelve years. It's Leash. They're Division Four. It's Leinster. They're putting the chest out. I need to see it in an All-Ireland round-robin group. Defensively, it's going to be interesting. I'll tell you what I care about. I care about the strength and depth. And I care about the fact that they've added three potential footballers of the year since last year's All-Ireland final. Like, you know, Con coming back fully fit. That's a revolution for them. Um, A lot of players who you assumed were guaranteed nailed-on starters, like Kieran Kilkenny got dropped, I think, for the league final, to be honest. But he came in at the weekend and now they now have a different player at eleven which means that they're not going to be using Kilkenny for transitions alone. His job might just be to be in the inside line causing trouble. I think if you're adding Jack McCaffrey back into that team, uh, and if he's fit enough to be starting and getting game time now, by the time the All-Ireland quarter-final comes around, Jack McCaffrey's going to be Jack McCaffrey again. And then you've got Paul Mannion. Like Do- Dublin are in an unbelievable place. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Would, you would you have them first? I'd have them. I'd have them. Them. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have. I'd have joined first. Them and Kerry. And nah. Like, come on. Yeah, Would I'd you have, have Dublin first? I'd have. I'd have Dublin first. Yeah. I'd have Dublin first at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd have Kerry second. I'd, and then I'd still have a, a gap to Galway. Galway have to show it to me in Croke Park against a good team. What are you talking about? We were amazing against Kerry last year. Amazing. Like you've a dodgy free, and we could have like gotten a no <sighs> game. You're never going to win that game. Has Johnny gone full circle in this? Uh, no, I'm I'm very confident Galway have a massive chance this year. Um, and Jerry, it's all about like history is written by the winners. Galway were amazing in that game last year. Kerry, it was it oh, was they were a great, man great team. performance. They were all man team. Yeah, and, and sorry, Damien Comer didn't really play well at all. Why not? So well, so we, we don't know. That. So maybe the two of them will finally play well together. Across the Fonta Madison team couldn't work away to get their best forward. Massive the game. belief, a fellow who will like let, leave the media waiting, waiting, waiting. Uh, the My- man that is Porrick Joyce. He learned, that from James Horn. he learned that from James Horne, by the way. My last point on this, the power rankings isn't a predictions model, it's how it's seen at the minute. I think it's good. Uh, power ranking will correct themselves eventually, says Dennis Ryan. Ergo, I'm wrong about these, but we'll get them <laughs> right yet. Yeah, That's don't fair. worry about it, Tommy. Uh, the football pods, live and in glorious Technicolor in Killarney. The last few tickets are available. I don't know if they are. It might be sold out, is it? It, it could be sold out. It was very close to being sold out last night. Um, we've got Mark O'Shea as our special guest. Water Roll of Honour, five All-Ireland titles, three All-Stars, ten Munsters. I'm not sure they matter. Three league titles, um, Footballer of the Year 2007. James O'Donoghue, when he broke in, had to mark Mark O'Shea in training. Uh, Paddy Andrews come up against him plenty of times. We're going to have loads of great stories in the Great Southern Hotel. Thursday, made a fourth. We also have a special interview coming out this week on the Football Pod feed. Episode 15 is out right now. David Clifford joins Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue 
for a chat. Go. Twenty. We got twenty-five minutes with Cliffy, as James calls him throughout. I think Paddy even threw in a Davy at one stage. So it's quite a familial <laughs> chat. Uh, but Clifford gives us some really good stuff and it's a really interesting chat it's, it's right. kind of a bit more about how he broke through and how he approaches big games so that's going to be in the football pod feed later in the week all thriller no filler Tommy good stuff Tommy knows his football obviously listening to football pod the odd time and I was looking at the power rankings and I thought that Jesus Owen must still be feeling the effects of these mushrooms OTB AM with Gillette Labs get the ultimate shave or your money back Neon Night Edition available now 